comes the. Welcome back to the Moneyline Madness Podcast. This is what episode fifty-three now. Look at this. I mean, a Monday, yep, a Monday morning after a baseball weekend, and uh, you, you, the the NBA just doesn't go to sleep. It doesn't. I mean, the, the MLB has been taking up a little bit of the uh, spotlight, and the NBA came in and said, "Now nah, it's yeah. our turn. We're back." It's it was I, like honestly, three in the morning. Who drops news at three in the morning? I wasn't awake. I, I, I woke up awake. to this. I'm really glad that at 6 a.m. when I got up to uh, go to the bathroom, I didn't look at my phone because I wouldn't have gone back to sleep. So I'm exactly. pretty happy I didn't look at my phone. But, yeah, that that only the NBA could drop news at that time. Two East Coast teams dropping news at 3 a.m. So uh, I don't know. Sense. What's your first reaction to it? For I anybody mean, not, not, let's not understanding it, uh, yeah. there's a report out there that the Celtics have offered Jalen Brown – Derek White, and I guess the first round pick for Kevin Durant. Yeah, and it was turned down. But if if you're offering that much, it's tough to come back. Come yeah, back. so I really, it's confusing because I'm looking at it right now from a Celtics point of view. And as a Celtics fan, how do you feel about that? Because I'm like, I I don't know if I want to part ways with JB. And I mean, I get that. Besides him, you're only giving up, you know, Derek White in a first rounder, but. Man, after going to the finals, I just feel like it's hard to justify breaking up a core like that. I don't know. It's yeah. just, in my opinion, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So I know if we're talking Kevin Durant, a potentially top 10 player of all time. But, man, I, I just don't – I don't know. I just don't think that this is the right move for them at this moment. It just seems like it would be a little bit forced. Yeah, I think it is forced. I, I, think, the, I, th- I think they saw the finals and they said – you know, we're not as good as Golden State. Obviously, they, they were outplayed in the last two games, for, but really the last three. Um, they watched that, and they said, what was the main issue? Well, the main issue was turnovers in that whole finals, really the playoffs. And Jalen Brown was a main part of that. He can't really dribble with his left hand. Yeah. But I don't think that that completely warrants getting rid of him. I think I've tried to process this and understand it for the last hour. And I think it's really they just want to push their window to right now. Because if, if you trade for Kevin Durant, your window is the next four years. Yeah. And then after that, good luck. I, with Jason Tatum, it doesn't make it. You're not going to turn into the Rockets. But yeah. with, you, with Jason Tatum, you're still a great team. But I think this is just pushing their window up, honestly. Yeah, no, it definitely it, – it, it seems like I – it seems like they definitely want to win – this very, very second, because I mean, a core of that, like it, the core that you guys have been building wasn't even really obviously anticipated to go to the finals last year. You know, no. you were expecting to still build another year or two, maybe before you're even looking at really contending after that series against the heat. I mean, it, it was pretty discouraging. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys didn't think that maybe you guys had the young core to compete with some of these other teams in the East, but I mean, I don't know this last season kind of, I guess, gave Brad Stevens that confidence. You think well, to really like think that this is a win now team. And the yeah. only thing that I'm like speculating is does this team with Kevin Durant end up beating the Bucks? Uh, yeah, I, I think they're, they're a better team. I, I'm just, I'm gonna make it clear. They're a better team with Kevin Durant. <clears throat> you don't get worse with Kevin Durant. No, you don't. You don't. I, so, I mean, yeah, no, you made Especially the finals up and you got, if you add, Gallinari, Brogdon, KD, and you're subtracting. Really, you're only subtracting Jalen Brown. 
because Derek White's not going to play that big of a role regardless this season. Mm. So really you're only getting rid of Jalen Brown. To be fair, you're not losing much. The, they said that the Nets want Marcus Smart. You can't do that if you're the Celtics. You can't give up both of them. They're both your best defenders. You, you just can't do that. That's actually that would be your top three defender. You can't do that. So giving up Marcus Smart just doesn't wouldn't yeah. make sense. Like it just goes against everything that the Celtics have been trying to do yeah. and build for the past few yeah. years. So that wouldn't make sense. I understand the Jalen Brown part, and it, they probably don't even really want to part ways with him. It's just kind of a sad reality that if they wanted KD, he is the guy that they would have to give up. Yeah. In that package. And this this news kind of feels like it came out of nowhere, and I think. The reason would probably be they think that they can get the Nets to knock the price down a little bit. Because, I mean, where else are they trading KD right now? The, the, everybody says the Heat don't have a good enough offer and they can't compare to Jalen Brown. Um, yeah. The the Raptors can't compare anybody to Jalen Brown. Really, nobody can. The Suns could at first if they wanted to trade Booker, but they couldn't do that. So there really was no is no other option for them right now, and that might be why they're doing it. I really would have liked to see KD go to Toronto. I think that they could have packaged something. Yeah. I don't think that they have anybody specifically that's better than Jalen Brown, no. but I think that they could have created a package mm. of maybe like, you know, you're throwing in Ananobi, and yeah. if they really wanted to throw the crib at, you know, Brooklyn, they could throw in Ananobi. They could throw in a couple of their younger guys with yeah. like three or four picks to really try and entice them. But nobody's better than Jalen Brown in the, this present moment. Um, it's just really confusing. What is Brooklyn doing? Like, what are they trying to build over there? Because I have, I have no wow. idea. You have Ben Simmons. You, I guess, have Kyrie for right now. And then you're still looking to trade away Kate. Like, I don't – what is their front office – what's going through their head right now? I think if they trade KD in, like, a few hours, you'll see Kyrie traded as well. Because Kyrie's not sh- – I have trouble thinking Kyrie's going to show up to training camp anyway. Now yeah. you take off his best friend? No. There's, but they're making the deals as if it's still July 4th when they had to. So I think they're still looking at it as we would love to keep these guys. But if you could get Jalen Brown back, that's you don't have to worry about not having a great player on your team. Like you would probably have to worry about trading those guys for picks. Like they're going to have a, they're not going to be the Utah Jazz. They're still yeah. going to have a great player in Jalen Brown. So. Yeah, but then again, they're not going to be good at all. No, like no, you take be that team, like they have no depth yeah. even with KD and Kyrie. So you take off one of those guys, like oh, it's it's bad out there yeah. for Brooklyn. Like it's going to be really bad basketball. I'm excited as a Knicks fan. It's going to be awesome to watch because fuck them, oh, and fuck yeah. everything that they've done. Um, yeah, and Maine just commented. Yeah. I Maine just commented. The Spider Mitchell situation is starting to get more interesting. It is starting to get more interesting. Um, I was talking with some people last night that I know could. I mean, not could. I I know that these kids have reputable sources. And uh, basically, what I heard last night is that the Knicks have an offer on the table, and the Jazz really they they know that they uh they're getting the best offer possible from the Knicks. So right now, it's looking like. It's going to be a package of Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, and one of Obi Toppin or Quentin Grimes. Now, they also are intrigued by Derrick Rose, but the reason that they want mainly Reddish and Obi or Grimes is because they're looking to then flip one or both of them for a first-round pick. Now, they want to see how many picks. They're looking for a third team to get involved to give them more draft capital there because I think the Knicks ended up adding like five picks on top of that. 
Um, but they were looking for another team that they could then flip Reddish to for a first-round pick. And then also, if they were to be taking Ovi Toppin in that trade, they also want to flip Ovi because he doesn't fit their timeline. He's already 24 years old. He is kind of a maturing player. Like, we're seeing him mature right now. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not fitting with what they're trying to do. They want to no. lose a lot next season for uh, oh. when when Amaya when Amaya not. I, yeah, like I think Victor. I'm just gonna call him yeah. Victor because that's his first yeah. name. But that kid's fucking nasty. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get real scary out there. But the Spider Mitchell situation is definitely it's interesting. But at the same time, it really like the Knicks are kind of sitting back and just yeah. being patient, and that's all that they can do and all that they should do right now really not much like there's no reason to apply pressure they're like when nobody else has a better trade than us it's okay to just sit back and kind of let that stew because danny ain't just going to realize it's back against the wall let me bring something to you if if the the nets refuse to get off this marcus smart trade and they say we won't make a deal with you unless you give us marcus smart would you think the celtics would at all be interested in flipping Jalen Brown and a bunch of picks for Donovan Mitchell, because that's a better offer. But and but for the Jazz, before the Jazz, I don't know if I'd want Jalen Brown because he would help. He would probably win me a few more games than I'd want to. But he'd you'd still be a bad team. Danny Ainge knows that front office. So, I mean, there's no. So the I think only- that I wouldn't pivot personally because I don't know how he fits with J- Jason Tatum more than anything. But really, the NBA is just about getting stars on your team at this point. So yeah. I think that just came it, to my head. Yeah, no, I, I like the point that you're making with the stars and everything, but the only thing that I am thinking is you guys are such a defensive um, base team, defensive anchored team, that when you take your literal defensive anchor of Marcus Smart and then you put like take him oh, out no, no, and no. then you I'm, plug in. I'm saying this as if Marcus Smart's not the one in the deal because they don't want to get rid of Mark. So let's say oh, okay. Jalen so Brown, keeping... Peyton Pritchard. Oh, okay. Garrett so you're keeping White smart and... in this scenario. Yeah. Um, okay. I could see it a little bit more then, but then again, like the same thing, like the turnover issue was still so relevant. Oh, and, like, is, uh, like, I don't know if they want a defensive guard that, or a yeah. scoring guard that can't defend. Yeah. I don't know if that fits like Ime's yeah. play style and his. Like, yeah, that's the that's the like thing that. about KD. KD doesn't really turn the ball over unless he's being defended by really Jalen Brown. I think defended yeah. him pretty well. So yeah, I mean, so Trader Danny's back is never against the wall. Well, maybe because of other teams, but right now he kind of did to himself after yeah, trading he did Rudy, it, he did, did after trading Rudy Gobert first. He set a tone for the market that skewed everything, and right now it made it so that nobody else can have nobody else has anything to bid he, for Donovan Mitchell. And that put all the ball, all the chips on the Knicks yeah the Knicks pot right now. Yeah. Like that's the only reason that I'm saying that he has his back against the walls because literally he's gonna be forced to take an offer from the Knicks that even if like the Knicks are plot the reason that he hasn't accepted it yet is because he's still trying to milk everything he can out of it and see if he could get even just one more first rounder from another team one more you know pick swap or something like that so it just it's his back is against the wall right it, now it, I, I it is say. in theory but i won't say he botched this situation because if you can get what he got for rudy gobert you have to take it you don't you can't think of oh well this is completely ruining the market and it did because in any situation what the knicks are offering for donovan mitchell is probably too much because nobody should have to trade that many picks for anybody really and that's it's kind of what he did. He did make it so that 
making another trade is really difficult now. This offseason, I mean, think about the yeah. last major trade. You had the Rudy Gobert thing and then Brogdon, and since then there hasn't been a good Nothing. player really and traded. Literally just quiet, just because because of KD, because yeah. of Kyrie, and because of Donovan. And, I mean, you say that they can always hold on to spite until the trade deadline, but that is the, that's the last they don't thing that they want to do. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to win. win any games. Like, they don't even want Julius Randle in this trade because they want to lose Every single game. They don't want to go even into training camp with Donovan Mitchell right now. They want that kid Victor so bad because they're not like Danny Ainge saw after last season that they're not competing. The West is way too stacked. So you take a Donovan Mitchell led jazz team with no Rudy Gobert and the second option being Joe, Joe Engel. No, Joe Engel's gone. Jordan Clarkson. Wait, who are we talking about? The Jazz? It's the Jazz still, yeah. If they were to go into training camp with Donovan. Oh, uh, they've got Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, who's their sixth man, as option number two. Like, they stick. So what they want is to go into next season, complete rebuild. They want these young guys. They want Quentin Grimes. They want Cam Reddish. You know, they want these types of guys to try and absolutely tank the shit out of next season just to get this kid victor so i have the full deal right here grimes apparently is in the deal and the jazz are waiting on a third team so it is reddish and obi along with fournier three first round picks and two pick swaps that was the intel that i got last night and so the deal that is the framework for the deal right now and the jazz have been reaching out to a third team to try and get more team-friendly contracts and additional picks out of it they want more teams. I was thinking if you could get Atlanta in this deal, you could probably flip Julius Randle there and maybe get John Collins back. That would be like the same contract. Yeah. It would I, I think know. that would benefit you very minimally though. I don't know if that's yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know how much that moves the needle or yeah. how much like I don't know if Atlanta would even want to deal with us right no, now. No, I I I uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how seriously I, they take that rivalry still. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know if they'd want to deal with us like yeah, after DeJounte Murray trade. And then, like, being that they just kind of – like, we just saw Trey and John Collins at the Drew yeah. League together. Like, it yeah, seems they like lost. they're trying to – Yeah, <laughs> they, they suck. John Collins fouled out. Like, he's ass. <laughs> um, it feels like that they're trying to, like, just build, like, a little culture or, culture or something over there. Yeah. It's, it's strange, and I don't really know. But – yeah, I, I think Donovan Mitchell is eventually going to be a Nick, and I think that the framework is right there. Um, last night, my uh, friends at Nick's Film School, they had um, a beat reporter from Utah, actually, that covers the jazz on their show for an interview. Mm -hmm. And he said that it just seems like Donovan Mitchell is ready to go home. That's literally yeah. what the guys – like, it just seems that way. And then in the NBA, you're just allowed to force yourself anywhere. Yeah. And Danny Ainge, you know – Probably it wouldn't be this way if Danny Ainge didn't trade Gobert first. Yeah, you he know, should have done Donovan first. Absolutely, and he realized because then Donovan right can set the market to where you can you know you're going to get a little bit less than Donovan Mitchell. Granted, I, I still don't even if even if he never made that deal, I really don't know if anybody has that good of a package for Donovan Mitchell other than the Knicks. Like I, you know, I've talked about the Heat the a heat, lot, yeah. and I do like the Heat's offer, but it's still. I don't want even don't Tyler Hero on my team, like yeah. I, because he might help me win some games, and I don't want that. I saw the kid, the the film. I think it was Mo that tweeted it. The the film of that kid Victor tanking Bro. is warranted. It tanking is so is, warranted. It's like it's weird because we talked about like Luca came into the the draft like a few years ago, and we were just floored. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god, we've never seen a six seven point guard." 
that can shoot the ball like post game, you know, somewhat have length on the defensive side. Not that Luke is a defender, but Mm -hmm. the tools are there, you know, and then all of a sudden you looked at this kid, Victor, and he's seven foot three running point guard. Like it's, it's absurd with a jump shot. I saw him hit a fade. I think it was a fadeaway three at that height. That's insane. Like, it does. It, he looks like Dirk. I mean, with that one leg, he does kind of the yeah. one leg kick almost. Like it's yeah, it's crazy. It You're gonna have well so many teams tanking, and like, do they? Is it? It is that the the number one, two, and three teams get the same chance. Yep, sixteen percent. Right? So that's that's what they're really battling for. They're all willing to get put a sixteen percent chance that their franchise gets changed. That's how they're willing to tank a season. For the Jazz, too, a team that probably would make the playoffs if they had kept everybody, that's, that's insane. Yeah, I love the NBA for this reason. It's, yeah, it's a Monday morning, 2.30 in the morning I saw that it was tweeted out, and and we're still talking. And and the funny thing is, is it's baseball trade week, and we're yeah, talking about the NBA because the NBA. they just, just take over. Sleeps. Yep. Who, okay, so, wait, if you had to put betting odds on it, who's traded first in the next – let's say if it happens in the next week, who's traded first? KD or Donovan with how that's, Danny Ainge has moved so slow. Pace. That's yeah. That's a tough question because it's yeah, that really, um, that's a tough question because all of a sudden the KD news, I feel like spirals so fast. Like one thing happens with him and then all of a sudden Kyrie reacts an hour later, you know, or like a few hours later. And then KD, all of a sudden you find out, Oh no, he doesn't want to get tra- like, it's just so weird what his situation is. Um, I, I want to say, I think Donovan happens sooner than later, just being that, like we're hearing that the framework is there. They've been working on this framework for about a week now. Feels um, like six years. It, it has. And uh, so I'm going to say Donovan just for that case. I main commented the kid is really good. To be that big and move so smoothly on the floor is crazy. Yeah, it's it, disgusting. It's it's, it's gross. He plays like a almost like a European style of basketball yeah. too with the way he controls the ball and like kind of – takes the tempo of the game with him it's really it's nuts and this is this is why the jazz want to tank you know like because if you go into the season next year with donovan mitchell you're gonna win 25 games i'm gonna say in the west right 30 i'll give you 30 okay so we'll say 30 games they go 30 and 52 you know that puts them at a 10 11 seed they're in the same spot that like the knicks were this season you know, they're an awful team. They're not winning anything, but they're too bad to get that top pick. And that's the worst part of the NBA to be in. And a lot of these GMs now are seeing that purgatory of the middle of the NBA and doing everything to avoid it. They're even going as far as looking to take on Russell Westbrook so that they can tank more. That's yeah. that's also what he I He probably heard. provides negative value in terms of He points, does. So. No, he literally yeah. does. Like the Jazz told the Lakers yesterday that they're willing to take on Russell Westbrook's contract in exchange for two first-round picks, which if you're Danny Ainge, that's a full fleece. Not only do that you is. get two picks out of it, but you're tanking along the way. So that so – that, uh, that what would they three, would back? make sense for a three teamer for me to have the Lakers pulled in with the Knicks. Yeah, that makes sense. And Jazz. That's, I don't know. That's insane. Uh, yeah, the NBA will never sleep. It, it well in August it usually sleeps, but we'll see. Even, even the Kyrie that, trade years ago was in August. It, it you never know. You just you don't know. It's a training camp is going to start back up. We're going to see some uh, some of that going on, and that's really where more drama happens because guys talk. You know, leaks get uh, put mm-hmm. out there. Agents talk to each other. Executives and 
whatnot. So that part's going to be really interesting. But I, uh, I don't know. I'm really thinking that Donovan Mitchell is going to be a Nick sooner than later in this. Uh, I scenario. hope for you. I've been saying this for weeks. I hope he's at a Mets World Series game this year because we know he'd be there. So he was there last well, night. Well, right? that they wouldn't be at a World Series game because season's already started. Probably yeah, wouldn't be able sure. to go, but hey. Honestly, he might. If it's like a home game, like remember yeah. when LeBron went to uh, right. yeah. when him and the Cavs, they went from I think they had a game like the night before, and then they went to the the Indians game. I'll take it. That was it. pretty cool. I'll take that it. Was, that was dope. I like Donovan. He's a good. He's a good spokesman for New York sports. I think this he would be cool. he is, and I think like him. Be, he's been in New York the past like two weeks. Like, come on, yeah. man. He's been. He was at like Dykeman Park like yeah. a couple weeks ago, and now he's at uh, the Mets game last night. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty much in the sand that this guy is going to be a Nick. Oh, so, yeah. all right, you want to uh, you want to head over to baseball because Let's head over to baseball. Neither of our teams play tonight. This is well, this oh, is you reason. know what? Actually, I'm sorry. Before, like, <laughs> before we head into that, I just got a Bleacher Report notification that the Wizards, Raptors, Hornets, Kings, Heat, and Hawks, along with the Knicks, have expressed interest in Donovan Mitchell. And that was put out by Shams this morning. So, I mean, I know you watched most sports TV the past this past week when we had Shavar on. I know you talk, you heard us talk about the fact that agents hit up Shams, hit up Woj, and basically put this stuff out there as propaganda. Like, they give them information basically to make them look better. Yeah. This is blatantly Danny yeah. Ainge begging. Like, look at the teams that are listed here, man. Why have, like... No- not even the teams. Why hadn't I heard about this three weeks ago when it started? Yeah. That's just that's just trying to make something out of nothing. Literally, well, really, nothing. honestly, the Raptors are the only team that could have any actual assets that that maybe a young player that they would want. Other than that, what do the Wizards have? Yeah, Wizards. What are the like? What are you getting? Hornets. From the are Hornets? you giving them Lamelo? No, you're not. Then no. you have nothing. Yeah. The Kings. Kings. Are you giving Kings. them Davion Mitchell? Yeah. No. Honestly, that's it. That's all you would have. You get, yeah. Literally. So. No, Hawks it's, don't have it's a young such anymore, shitty so. propaganda coming out by Shams right now. He's shameless sometimes. I, I don't these shamsless. Uh, yeah, he's shamsless. He's he's shamsless. Him and Woj, they both have no no shame when it comes to this uh none, none this whatsoever. agenda pushing that they do. I, yeah, I get paid very well for it. They do. They do get paid very well for it. But all right, so MLB today. Um, I gotta ask you. Last night, the Braves took over and um. Oh, they did not. Don't lie. What is it? You're up a half game? A game and a half. We gained a game yesterday. Oh, did you? They oh. decided they wanted to get their asses kicked by the Angels, and the Mets really? come out oh, win. Wow. It's a one and a half game lead. I know. I, 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 oh, I, you I riled me up. You riled yeah. me up. Yeah. No, yeah. It was scary there for a little bit because uh, they did have it down to a half game going into yesterday, and we were facing an ace of a staff on a Sunday night. So it was very scary, but they were fortunate that the Angels – beat the crap out of the Braves, and really helped the Mets out a really good offensive day with uh, new, uh, the new trade uh, trade pickup. Uh, Maddie, <laughs> Maddie, was Maddie Vogelback. <laughs> yeah, Maddie Vogelback, as uh, like my, oh, some yeah. of my friends like to say. No, that, yeah. it's hilarious. I love He's watching. Player. He's a good player, too. Yeah. Uh, He's not bad. We're going to talk about a lot of trade possibilities over the next few episodes because it's trade week, but – I was at the stadium when the news broke the other day and I, everybody kind of had the same reaction as I did immediately. Uh-huh. It was like, it's great that we got him. 
what the hell did we just weaken our bullpen for? Isn't that kind of a need we have right now? And then they did it. It showed up, too, because our bullpen was terrible this weekend, other than Edwin Diaz. I was going to say, Edwin Diaz looks fucking <laughs> he's, fantastic. He's, he he actually is he this is the best I've ever seen a reliever pitch. More than anybody I've ever watched. He's amazing. But yeah, he but the stadium had the same news. We just traded away probably our most consistent reliever in low leverage spots, need be, but yeah. It's still a consistent reliever, so it was very odd. But yep. yeah, it was it was cool. Game delayed too, so I got to walk around the stadium. Beautiful. Oh stadium, nice. So. Yeah, that's oh. the best. I, I kinda enjoy those when you just get to soak it in and you got right. a little more time to just chill. So, I mean, now says, speaking of the Angels, do you all think they're really considering trading Shohei? No, I think they're listening, but I don't think they're considering. I think the same thing. Um, They just, bro, they stink. Like, we say it so often, but, like, the fact that they're even in the position to be, like, fielding offers is disgusting to me. It's disgusting. And you know who I'm going to blame? Mike Trent. <laughs> I just want, I just want to see that. reaction on that. But, um, no, nah, it's it's really gross what they put out on the fields night yeah. in and night out. I mean, what if like if you're Shohei Otani? I mean, what do you think in this scenario? Like, I came here. I want to be traded, probably. Probably, I came here. I got a bag, and now we just literally stink. Like, I do everything, both sides of the ball, just to lose. Like, ultimately. So I don't, I don't know. I think they're listening. Um, yeah. I think that they're hearing what other teams are offering for Juan Soto, and they're kind of thinking, let's see yeah. if we can get anything relatively close. But it's just, it's so tough to like justify any of the moves that the Angels have been making. Like they paid a very old Anthony Rendon who yeah. hasn't played at all. Um, they got like one just, of my like, favorite players. They paid nine and a half million a year as a reliever. Which was very tough, Aaron. Luke. Uh, so I was gonna say Loop. Aaron yeah. Loop, yeah, he, he can't. He, that was, I wanted him to stay, but nine and a half million for a reliever who's not a closer. So oh, I'm, yeah, if I'm him, dude, that's fantastic. Like, oh yeah, and I want the, him back. To be honest with you, the but job of a, a bullpen pitcher, bro, like it's you do nothing. Like yeah. you literally do nothing. I don't know if you saw the Pittsburgh Pirates, but their bullpen is out in the back row, banana peppers out there. Like they're oh, yeah. literally, they have a vegetable garden. They do they're nothing. The they, it's fantastic. It's a great job. You never know when you're going to pitch. You could have like four days off in a row and you get, he's getting paid a lot of money. So good for him. Oh, if I, but to be clear, Just to travel. If, yeah. If I was the angels, I would trade him because he's going to be a free agent after next year. So you're not going to get as much next season for him. And let's be very clear about something. The angels are not winning next season. They're not winning at all with this team. This core should be broken up to be honest with you. And I think there's a few teams that should get in on it, but I won't even go into specifics because I just don't see him being traded unless Juan Soto goes for a ridiculous amount. Then I could yeah. see them being like, okay, yeah, no, we have to do this. Yeah, we have to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, it says that's why I'm giving up my Angels fandom after this season. Yeah, it's right. rough, man. That's it's fair. really rough. I, it's Yeah, that's a fair decision to make. Um, it's just they, they haven't even – there's nothing to hold on to with them. That's the, the difference between them and some of these other teams that – we see try and at least make some traction or something. Like, look at the Orioles this season, man. Like, if you're an Orioles fan, yeah, you've been in purgatory the past five, 
10 years, not 10 years because they made the playoffs in 2014, but you've been stinking it up. And then now you come in, you're a 500 team. You're better than the Red Sox. You know, that's something that to be really excited about. And they have no talent on that squad. Like yeah. that, that team has maybe two or three like solid guys. And they're they're going to be probably be trading one of them away. They're not keeping, I, I think it's pretty clear. They're not keeping Mancini at this point. So yeah. really, I think they're willing to kind of punt the rest of the season because I think they could get a nice prospect for Mancini. So yep. yeah, they, they're they're not a very talented team, but they're playing like it. at all. You could give Rugnet Odor to like a National League contender <laughs> who needs a DH, something like that. Get as much out of it as you can, and yeah. that's really the best bet right now. And for the Angels, that seems like maybe what they're trying to and the Angels feel have out. No room but... to think that they're going to win next year. The Orioles do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Like it's just really a middle of the leagues type of situation for the Angels. It's the so. worst place to be. Yeah, worst place to be. Well, on this note, you want to get to our picks because we're we're oh, running yeah. it up right now. Oh, we yeah. want to make sure we get these guys some money before we head out. Oh, absolutely. You want me to start, or you want to start? You go ahead. Let me hear it. I'll kick it off with the, my least favorite team right now, the Atlanta Braves. I'm taking the money line against the Phillies. It's kind of a absolutely. stacked money line. It's minus one eighty eight. So it's pretty. Obviously, you're gonna have to put a lot on it to make something out of it. But it's it's Phillies. I'm, I'm right there with you. That's a that's They're a hammer through. relatively. Yeah. Like that's that's really a, uh, a big. Yeah, the Phillies are going through it right now. I don't know if you saw the other night. They're they're really they're going through it. Yeah, and they're the Red Sox of the National League right now. Yeah, but they're not going to sell. They don't have any assets to sell. The Red Sox do. <laughs> yeah, no, the Red Sox could at least give up like JD and something. But this oh, is yeah, their don't, best don't even talk to me about JD. I want him. You don't understand how bad. Dude, everybody him. in the Mets chat has been fired up oh over JD Martinez. Oh but I can understand uh, the Braves tonight got Max Fried on the mound. So that's uh relatively uh, yeah. uh that's gonna boost my confidence. Yeah. And then on the other side we have our boy Ranger. Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez. Yeah. I mean, his record is a little bit deceiving because you see a seven and five and you're like, oh, this guy's pretty solid. But he gets the shit kicked out of him. Like they, his fastball, I think his fastball sits between ninety four and ninety six, and that's just yeah. too flat. It's uh, it's not yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's he's not a starter. He's a, yeah, he's, he's, a close, he's more of a closer. Yeah, he's, a to be honest, but they he's, a, he's a Chad Green type of guy. Yeah, like and yeah. they just in the MLB yeah. they're just so fascinated with trying to turn these guys into starters. I don't yeah. get it. That's what I mean. That's what the Pirates are trying to do. That with Colin Olderman. That's why he got sent down. They're yeah. making him start games now. It's it's. You hate to see it. You really hate to say it. Well, in case you needed a little more confidence for that Braves money line, Max Fried is 10 and three coming into this game. And I mean, in his last seven days, he, they beat the angels pre or they lost to the angels, but he came out and he dealt seven innings. So, I mean, you really can't be mad at the guy for his performances thus far this season. I mean, the Braves, what was their run differential the past couple weeks? Like plus 122. Just incredible baseball that these guys are playing right now. And it's the time to hop on their bandwagon if you're going to. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm riding with that as well. Oh. Unfortunately, you know, you're rooting for this pick, not rooting for the Braves. I am rooting for the pick. I, tonight, I don't care if they win or not because I know we're going to win our next two games. So I'm oh, very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Nice. Well, I'm I'm piggybacking, so that was one of my picks as well. And then I'm also going to keep it in the National League today. And I'm going with the Brewers minus one and a half going up against the Rockies. And uh, we got our boy Aaron Ashby on the mound. Um, a little bit, dis another bit of a deceiving kind of 
record there because he, he sits at two and seven. Like, what yeah. the hell? They just don't get my man's wins. He hasn't had an awful season. No, 4.57 I mean, is really not that bad. He actually just got an extension for like five years, too. So he's yeah, no, like he, their rotation has been like relatively good. It just sometimes the offense can't pull through for them. So in his last five, um, he has came out and he only had one win against the Pirates, which yeah. is like, what what are we doing? But you look, and he's been he's been doing his part. He's thrown five innings in four of those games. So I'm relying on him today to get us that dub. And going up against the Rockies, you know, another bottom of the league type of team. Um, for minus 102, I, I like the value of that, considering the Brewers are such heavy favorites. The Rockies are on, I think, a six or seven game losing streak. So going into this, you know, all the proof is in the pudding right there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with that one, actually. It got it uh, got in the way of one of my upsets. I was actually going to mention, I wasn't going to put it, but the Rockies upsetting wouldn't surprise me just because Kyle Freeland away from Coors Field, is, he's like Kershaw. He's he's really good when he's not pitching at home. So Really? That oh. is something to watch out for. But my next one is the team the Mets just beat yesterday. Uh, Padres going into Detroit after a Sunday night baseball game. I've got them winning. It's uh, not a surprise, but plus 104 on the minus one and a half is what I'm taking. Uh, Sean Manaya starting. He's been pretty yeah. solid. 411 is a little bit higher than they want it to be. They're going up against uh, Drew Hutchinson, <clears throat> who I'm going to be honest, Staker. don't know much about. Yeah, no, we're not We're not scared of Drew. Yeah, Let's just say that. Yeah, we're not scared of Drew Hutchinson. So, uh, yeah, I got minus one and a half at plus 104 for the Padres. Yeah, I mean, plus one plus money for that. I mean, going up against the Tigers, like that seems easy bread tonight. Yeah. It just Mane has been pretty good this season thus far too. Like he's been reliable. One of their more reliable starters, considering Blake Snell hasn't seen you know that same spark. He f- um, ah, don't even get me started on Blake Snell. Five eleven ERA coming to the day. He gave seven scoreless or five scoreless against the Mets. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, do you think that that's being that he has such a history of like dominating Amer- in the American League that like they're not used to a guy like him, or do you think that was just a fluke? That's a fluke. That's a fluke. That's a, that's a fluke. The Mets, the Mets lineup would never. They, they shouldn't would never. <laughs> All right. Well, I got another one for you. So I'm coming with the San Francisco Giants money line tonight, going up against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Another case of a better team beating up on a bad team. Um, I saw – hold on one second. Let me pull up this matchup because I was very intrigued. Mm-mm-mm. The Giants have been playing some better baseball at least. You know, They're not necessarily what they were last season, but yeah. they've been uh, coming around somewhat. They got Jacob Junis on the mound, who is 4-1 and one with a 3.06 ERA. It's been good so, this year. He's been very good. <clears throat> and against Tyler Gilbert and the Arizona Diamondbacks, I mean – the Diamondbacks really stink. 42 and 53. Yeah. We talk about it all the time how good teams beating bad teams is where we get our uh, extra money. So, ESPN matchup predictor gives the San Francisco Giants a nice 58% chance to win this game. So, I'm going to ride with the yeah, analytics that, yeah. there. And uh, yeah, we're going to hammer home that San Francisco Giants at minus yeah. 132. I'm in on that, definitely. The Giants yeah. are, they're, they're so confusing to me, though. If they do have a tough week, I could see them selling off. That's but, literally, like, this yeah. week is going to determine their fate. It is. It's so weird. There's a couple teams you have to watch out for with that. If the Red Sox continue this road, which the way they lost this weekend doesn't really mm. give you any reason to believe they're not going to sell. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of teams like that. I can see the Marlins selling a couple pieces off, too. Yeah, there's a couple teams kind of fighting for their chance, if you will, but I really don't think the Giants are going to. Yeah, I don't. 
No, I don't see them as a contender either. They're just kind of staying above water for right now. Yeah. You have another pick or you want me to uh, – I'm, I have – it wasn't on my slip, but now that I'm looking at the Seattle minus one and a half at plus 122, I think I like that one. I think I'm going to take – I would take that one. Yeah, I mean, going up against the Rangers, you got Chris Flexen on the mound. Yeah. And we've liked him believe, in previous episodes, and yes. he came through for us and cashed. So. Yeah. Against Glenn Otto, 5.790 yeah. ERA. Yeah, Glenn and the Rangers have not uh, not been doing too hot. No. Well, to say they the don't. least. They don't often. No. Well, yeah, I, I'm very, uh, very behind that tonight at 10, 10 p.m. Minus one and a half. Like these minus one and a halfs for plus money, we're all over. Oh, so yeah. we're definitely going to be hammering that one home. And then my last pick of the day, this one's a little bit interesting. This is a prior performance double that I kind of had my eye on since I saw this matchup this morning. And that is Jake Odorizzi, five strikeouts and the Houston Astros to win. So they are going up against the Oakland A's and – Odorizzi has struck out five in three of his last five games, but the most interesting part is that two of those games happened against Oakland. So being that it's at plus 155, I really like that not only his analytics are there supporting that, but then and a win on top of that for plus money, I'm going to ride yeah. that home tonight. So Jake Odorizzi, five-plus strikeouts, and the Houston Astros to win at plus 155. He's done it three out of his last five against this same team. Hammer this one home for me. Yeah, I, I like that one. The, the the winning is not even a question to me. That they're facing Adam Aller tonight, eight fifty six ERA. I I know him pretty well from when he was a Mets minor leaguer. He's not very good, and um yeah. So I like Houston winning that game, and I, I think Odorizzi could hit that strikeout. Five strikeouts in against Oakland should not be difficult. That, no, that it really shouldn't. Terrible. So no, you figure Roman Loriano will give you two right off the bat, and then oh, yeah. uh, just figure out everywhere else. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I, there's a lot of sellers. There's a lot so of many. sellers. This deadline's so going to be interesting. They were talking about it last night on ESPN. This deadline, there's so many sellers and like not enough buyers now. Like who else is like? Why would anybody in the NL buy, other than the Mets, Dodgers, and Braves? Why would yeah. you? You know, yeah. one of those three teams is winning the NL. So. Maybe the maybe if you're the Padres, if you feel like with Tatis coming back soon, maybe. Yeah, like, but you're buying for a wild card spot. You're, it's so stressful to do. It's that. tough, but some of these teams really think that, like the Cardinals right now. I'm, I'm hearing the Cardinals are calling all over trying to buy. Like it just doesn't. I don't know. I could see the Cardinals. I don't see the Cardinals making the move, but they have the best offer for Juan Soto. So. They do. They have a good Juan Soto offer. Um, we're going to be talking more Juan Soto, I'm sure, tomorrow and the day after in yeah. our next episodes. Um, but yeah, I don't. Do you have anything else to add for today? No, I think I'm good. Other than if if KD. Is a Celtic by the end of the day, I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably cry on the episode tomorrow because I love Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, definitely mixed emotions the next so, few days. Yeah, it's a lot like the Isaiah Thomas situation and this situation. Yep, it, it is. That's a that's a great similarity. Yeah. It's nice. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us today. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. I mean, thank you for all your support, man. We really appreciate you in the comments. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow and the next day, giving you guys uh, Moneyline Madness 3P of episodes. Hopefully some more news will drop because there's so much going on. And the MLB, you know, they deserve their spotlight too. So I'm sure we're going to be seeing some MLB rumors, if not trades, in the next day or two. And then we're definitely going to be hearing more KD news as today, oh, you know, yeah. moves forward. So, couple hey. Subway Series episodes the next. Oh time. yeah, we're gonna yeah tomorrow. Oh, you yeah. already know what these the pictures tomorrow are gonna be all Subway Series. So, oh, yeah. hell yeah. Oh yeah. wait a minute, I just got we just got a Facebook comment. So do the Yankees. Is that a thing? Huh? Hey, 
Hey, Let's check I ain't opposed to it. I, I know you're not. To it. I have some. I have some friends that are very opposed to it. See. That are opposed to it? Yeah, they don't want to lose Judge. They don't want to lose Judge. Well, here's the thing for me. Thank you, Ime. He said, great episode, guys. Keep doing your thing. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you so Thank much. You. Um, but here's the thing about so do the Yankees before we leave um, the whole Judge situation. Aaron Judge is th- about to be 30 years old, and this could be his best season that we ever see him in. So now the thing with Soto is that you can trade for him and then still have him and Judge for one more year to see. And Aaron Judge already said that he would take you know a 25 to $30 million deal one more time to stay in New York one last year. So if you acquire Juan Soto, sit, them, sit everybody down at a table, and you're like, listen, guys, we want to win a goddamn World Series like – that's what we got. We just traded all of our prospects to get Juan Soto. We want to win a World Series, and we do want to eventually give you guys both the money. But for right now, we got to give you this. And Juan, your contract, we're going to start uh, framework on now. You're saying Judge would take a one-year deal? It's No, he well, he's technically still could be on arbitration next year. No, Judge? Yeah, he can He can have one more. He has one more he, year. I don't think he would do that, though. Why would you? Do you have a chance to lock yourself up long-term security? There's no way he does that. I said this to them. Being a Yankee is not going to outweigh the money here. If he gets thrown $380 million from somebody, he'll say he'll I'll I'll fly Yankee fans should fly him out there if you have Juan Soto on your team. That's like no, Juan Soto's a generational talent. The guy's 23 years old. Amazing. He already led his team to a World Series. He has a sub 25% strikeout rate at this age, which is just fucking unreal. He's insane. He's ridiculous. He's a generational talent. So I get some people like a bunch. I have some IRL friends as well who are, would be sad to part ways with judge, but the emotional attachment would um, feel a lot better when you have a guy like Juan Soto coming in. I can tell you that much. Sometimes you can't afford to be a fan. It's tough. It's it's business. It's a business. Well, on that note, we will be back tomorrow morning, nine 30 sharp. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode 53. We will catch you in the next one. Peace. Let's go, Celtics.